Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Well, good morning. Good morning. Thank good you. afternoon and good evening. Thank you for joining us. Hope your day's going well. If you're driving, sitting in the office, listening to this while you're supposed to be working, we're not mad at you, man. Thanks for tuning in. Babe, <laughs> you look really good with a deep V. Oh, it's I got a sexy. deep V. Well, it's not really a deep V. It's just a, uh, a sweatshirt over my But is bare your, chest. your uh, zipper way down as a deep V? Yo, yes, did I make it, it go low? <laughs> Little lover boy, you're looking hot. You just call me lover boy. (laughs) Thank you. Um, That's what I am in your phone, right? That's my name. Mm -hmm. In my phone, you are my forever. Ooh. You like that, huh? I do like that. Hey, um, excited about today's topic, and thank you. We're just um, super encouraged by, I think, a couple thousand listens, you know, on the podcast, and just everyone who's kind of like giving feedback, and which is kind of a sign for us that you know maybe this is something that's helping people, so we're thrilled to do it. It's kind of fun to do it, and um, we're I'm excited. In a, in a few months, we're, we're we're tossing around the idea of doing a live event where we would maybe set up and rent out a coffee house um, here in local do a Seattle live recording. Yeah. and do a podcast live and invite a bunch of friends and people who are listening, and you can show up and we'll drink coffee and we'll do this live. So and if maybe you think have it's like it's a good idea. Give us a shout out. Let us know. Yeah, I mean we'll bring the whole crew, all seven hundred of, yep. of the production crew. I mean, Vic, Capone the sound chick, she runs it. Yep. Yeah. You know the whole crew. Um, it would be fun. Yeah. But yeah, thank you for leaving comments, and I think you rate. We're like figuring out this whole podcast thing as we go. We kind of don't know what we're doing, but it's been fun. So thank you, thank you, thank you. It always helps when you leave a comment or give us a rating. I think there's like as long one as star, it's a good one. two star, three star. Someone four. give us one star, and I want to find you and just talk to you about <laughs> eternity. <laughs> eternity. Hey, babe, oh, what is our topic for today? It's on parenting, raising kids. Um, oh, awesome. And all the single people are like, We're well, I don't have people. kids. But you know what the fun thing is, is? I know before I had kids or even before I was married, I was always curious about you know people who raise great kids or had you great were? marriage. Yeah, I, I was, was always, never. I, well, you know what? You're not in a season. You're kind of curious about that season. I don't know. I think it. I think everything can be helpful. My, I'm glad we're talking about it. I, my hesitancy is I don't want to be old. And I'm like, now we're talking about parenting. That just makes me feel old. And You're, you're kind of getting... We're getting up there, babe. Bite like, your tongue, young lady. You've got some new wrinkles on the forehead. Hey, stop and- it. That's because I'm squinting. <laughs> I mean, we could do Botox. That could help, you know, like oh, just a few man. little. So Botox, you're in. You're down for that. Uh, I am I'm not, not saying I am or I have or I haven't. Well, maybe. Oh, my goodness. Do you understand that Botox <laughs> is actually derived from botulism? Do you know what botulism is? I think it's one of the deadliest plagues on the whole world, on the on the planet. And Botox they, is a derivative. They say it's like preventative. Botox is preventative. It helps you age with grace. But there is a line, and people cross the line so much where they go from a little Botox <laughs> to like lips that literally look like, we don't even say, okay. it's terrible. I mean, faces are so tight, they can't even like, whatever helps you there's sleep no at expression night. in their face. Whatever helps your tight face <laughs> sleep at night. But these are things I think about as I grow older. Botox in my face, but I, I guess, you know. Okay. I don't know how we we're got digress, on that. We're, we're, yeah, we're supposed to be talking, <laughs> talking about, about parenting. parenting. Here's the thing about parenting. When are you ever qualified to do a podcast on parenting? This will not become the parenting podcast. I vow Ex- that exactly. to this day. I quit if we do that. But I do think it's a very important Because life is more topic. than just po- parenting. True. I almost said podcasting. <laughs> we have been parents for 22 years. No, not 22. Yeah. No, 19. 19 years. Going on 20 years. Um, our son Judah will be 20 coming up here in a few months. So we've been parenting. By no means do we know everything about parenting. Um, but when are you qualified? I don't know. I think if you're single and have no kids and never had kids, um, you could probably come up with some really cool principles that are universal, but I honestly don't want to hear what you have to say about kids. Cause it's kind of like, yo, if you haven't been in battle, 
and you don't have scars, then I want to hear what you have to say. It's kind of like, but anyone who's parented for any amount of time, like you kind of have a green light to talk about it because you're in it. And totally. when you're in the trenches, man, we want to, you know, you get to communicate and you get to share in the conversation. So um, I feel we have a few things that have worked for us. And I, that's kind of what we want to talk about today. We could spend hours and hours and hours. We won't. We have 25 minutes and maybe we'll talk about this again more specifically, but we kind of wanted to hit three kind of overarching thoughts that have really served us well as a parents, a 19-year-old, 18-year-old, 14-year-old. I mean, if I could take a moment to brag on our kids, every parent should. Um, the best. Not every parent would be right, but we are. <laughs> our parents, <laughs> our kids are not perfect, which is one of the things I'm bragging about. I yep. love that they're not perfect, yep. but they're good people. Our sons are grown young men. One's full-time. He's doing school part-time, and he serves in our community, and the other one full-time in college, working part-time, and um, they serve in the community. They're, they're men of integrity. They they love people. People like them. They have a good reputation. They're, they're hard workers. Yep. They're fun. They're not entitled. All the things that I just love about a human, I think we're passionate I see about. it in my yeah. sons, and um, I know that they've made a lot of really good life decisions. I also want to say that they, they're following God, and that's really been a huge thing, but we would be ignorant and false humble to say that we haven't played a role as mom and dad and helping them kind of get to this point. Mm-hmm. I can't take full credit. You wouldn't take full credit. There's no way. That's ridiculous. They're, they're, they're men and of themselves. And even but, serenity at the age of 14. Yeah, she's yeah. amazing. Our daughter, she's 14. And um, I don't want to say jury's still out because she's killing life. I'm so proud of my baby girl. And she's, mm-hmm. if I could choose any teenager in the whole world, I'd choose her. She's just, I love her so much. And she has her moments. We all do. But, um, I think there are some things that we have done to try and get there. So that's what I wanted to kind of, um, before we turn on the mics, we came up with kind of three overarching thoughts. And so I'll, I'll list them now and then let's talk about it. Sound good? Awesome. Um, three things that have helped us in parenting. First of all, say no when you should, say yes when you can, and say I love you as often as possible. Mm, I love it. You love that, huh? I love it. Say no when you should, which is going to be the hardest is, one. And we're going to start with that. That is the hardest. That's the hardest one as a parent. And consistently. Say yes when you it. can. Yep. You need to be saying yes, mom and dad. When you can, like if you can say yes, say yes, and then say I love you all the as time. Often as possible. Like that's those are and those obviously there's a lot to be said about those three things. We only have 20 minutes remaining, but why don't we start with the the whole thought of you should say no when you should. You know, I had a friend, not a friend, but a, a gentleman I don't know, it was a couple years ago, say to me, like, you know, I'm my son's best friend. We're just best friends. You've had women in your life be like, I'm just my best friend with my 12-year-old. We're just besties. And it's like mm. I kind of get what they're going at. I also just disagree with the whole concept. I don't think children need another friend. Exactly. Um, They can get friends, and I think we can help them find friends, and friends are very important. But you shouldn't be a friend to your child in place of being a father or mother. They only get one father. They only get one mother. You could still be a friend, but I would go as far as to say a father's closer than a friend. But I am my son's father. Like, yeah, I want them to like me. I want to be friends. But my goal is not that, like, they, they're like, my dad's my best friend. Like, I'm not, but, yeah. I'm actually not. Like, w- do we have a bond that's closer than best friends? I think so. Mm-hmm. But I'm their father, which means I have to not only encourage them, support them, believe in them when no one else does, but I also have to correct them, instruct them, at times reprimand them, and be like, only a dad can do that. And I just, so we have lived that way. Like, we're going to, 
be parents. Right. Not There's stifling There's a season parents. to yeah. be friends, but that is not right and now. And we may be coming that's into That's not that. in middle school. And that's kind of, you start going down that road a little bit when you hit high school, you know, but it's definitely. With our sons becoming young men and they really are already, I, we already feel that. Like yeah. there's been a very big transition moving into like, yeah, but we were parents and we still are their parents, but the relationship changes. But make no mistake, like um, the goal wasn't to be like BFFs with our kids. And I love this mentality and we've kind of, we kind of lived our lives by this and this will get us into this topic on saying no when you should. No one wants to say no, in fact. I wish I could say yes to my kids all the time, which is the definition of a grandparent. <laughs> yeah, right. right. You want candy? Yes. You want to stay up till midnight? Yes. yes. You want to go over with that, you know. Yes. Yeah. Um, parents, we have to be, we have to say no. Par- kids need boundaries. People need boundaries. I need boundaries, right? right. Humanity needs boundaries. Um, it's healthy. We decided when our kids were born, Instead of adapting our lifestyles to them, we were going to make them adopt our lifestyle. And a lot of people we know, like once they have kids, it's like game over. Their whole life kind of came to an end. It completely changes. Can't go out anymore. Can't do fun things. No more freedom. And and they they kind of take the martyr syndrome of like, well, I'm raising children. It's like, and maybe it's because we had kids so young. You were 20 when our first son was born, Judah. I was 22. Um, We were super young. But regardless of what it was, we just said, no, man. And we've done this with all of our kids. You're going to jump in and go with us out to places. You're, you're going to adopt go, our lifestyle. And there's yeah. a way we act and behave. And you're going to you're going to come in line with that. And we're not changing the way we live. Does it was it harder? Yes. Do we have to plan more? Yes. Was it not as convenient just to get up and go whenever we wanted? Exactly. Absolutely. But we just committed to it. I'm like, hey, we're going. You will adapt to our lifestyle. Welcome to the Huffmans. Here's how we're going to do. Yep. They're the kids. So can we talk about this, babe? Some of your thoughts on. Um, say no when you should. Starting maybe when our kids were babies, like things we would say no to them, like boundaries we would give them. Um, I remember, I remember when Judah was like two and a half, three. He was barely, you know, walking, and he was the cutest thing. We had this awesome Christmas puzzle on our coffee table, right in front of our couch, in front of the TV and fireplace. And it was we we had created it. It was done. It was a finished puzzle on the table. And Judah, all he wanted to do was mess it up and touch it. And so we decided. I, we almost decided not to put it on the coffee table because, like, we have a two-year-old. He's gonna he's gonna jack he the puzzle. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, no, it's a puzzle. I want it on the coffee table, and I'm gonna tell him no. He cannot jack the puzzle. And so <laughs> yeah. you looked at me like you're crazy. Oh yeah, I'm looking at you like and you're crazy. I think Victoria had moved in to, to help us with Judah and doing all that with us. And so she she's like, you're crazy. And so we were like, well, we're gonna give it a go because I really believe if we can say no, we can do it consistently. I think it'll produce because he's two. Yeah, so he. <laughs> Judah obviously was curious, started hitting, patting the top of the puzzle. I walked over. I said, no. I go, you can't touch. You cannot jack and touch the puzzle. You can look and stand at the table, look at the puzzle, but you can't touch the puzzle. So I said, no. He put his hand down. Walked away 10 minutes later. He's over again touching the puzzle. Went back. This went on and on for, for probably for a couple hours. But eventually, he stopped touching the puzzle. And we had the puzzle set up for the entire season of Christmas. And which is people are like, that's insane. Really? Is it so insane to think that a 20-year-old woman outsmarted a (laughs) two-year-old? Come on, people. But if I would have given in the third time or the fourth time when he kept going back, then yeah, he would have eventually messed the puzzle. I remember when our kids were young and we would get up and, you know, it'd be Saturday and, you know, it's our day to sleep in of the whole week and they'd want to get out of bed and like 6 a.m. Like, mommy, make me breakfast, mommy. And we're like... Finally, we're like, we can't do this. Which every day of the week we were doing that, like, except for our yeah. day off. So Saturday, I'm like, it's not sustainable. Yep. And so I 
remember going to the boys' room and saying, this was before Serenity was even born, saying to the both boys, and they would have been four or five, whatever. I'm like, hey, 15 months apart. when you wake up in the morning, you have to stay in your bed. I don't care if you're up. You can have this one toy by your bed, but do not get out of your bed. If you get out of your bed, we're going to have a talk. You can get in trouble. And we had to be consistent. At first, like it was week. impossible. They yep. did it. But we, we stuck for about two weeks. And I can honestly say from ages four to what, seven, maybe? Mm-hmm. They would wake up in the morning. It just became that was the rule. That they was the books, routine. They had their toy. They would stay in their bed until we would like nine thirty. They no matter how long it took for <laughs> it us to come beautiful. out and get them, they stayed in bed. But it was and when like they consistent. didn't. And here was the thing that we had to be consistent on. And there's so much parenting is consistency. If you're just going to put it in one word, just be consistent, man. But one of the things we do is like I'd have to get up at seven a.m. And put them back and remind them. And remind them. Have a serious talk. A talk that would put the fear of God into them. Like, do not get out of this bed. You'll be punished. You won't be able to play with your toys. And we're not talking about how you discipline or punish people. Whatever you do. Some people spank. Some people... Time out. Time out. That's I a whole think as our kids got older, taking away their iPhone and their game consoles was the worst punishment in the whole world for them. Whatever you have to do. But that's, it was consistently saying no and giving them boundaries. Just being consistent in it and realizing you're the parent. Since when do children run the world and I tell just, you what time you have to get out of bed and they're not the enemy but my god they're they're kids like let's step back for a second collectively and remind ourselves they're children and we're like i can't do it you can't because they're it, kids but it was sleep training even at like that age like telling them okay you wake up at six cool but you get to chill in your bed for an hour and a half because we're not and it was the consistently working with them that eventually paid off it was um, amazing when they would cry at night you know, as infants, that was the hardest thing for me. I wanted to go in and save them and rescue. And someone told us, if you start doing that, then they'll always expect it. And that was kind of a way of us saying no. So what did we do? We got an audio monitor. We got a video monitor. I would sit there for two hours watching them. Are they choking? Are they hurting? And they would cry. And we didn't sleep during those right? nights. But we'd go in and we'd never let them cry for longer than an hour. But I think there was one time with Judah. And it was the only it time it ever happened. Hour, we let him cry for about an hour. Mm-hmm. I watched him the whole time. Finally, he realized, We're guess not what? Coming. Mom and dad, like, this isn't going to go down this way. Now, he wasn't a little infant. He would have been one or two. And he finally just like, that's it. I'm going to go to sleep. And he our wasn't kids, sick. He was just, nope. he just wanted what he wanted. And our kids slept through the night. I mean, well, how soon did the kids start sleeping through the night when you got them home from the hospital, babe? Like six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks. Listen to that, parents. So when you're like, um, my kid's seven and he won't sleep through the night, I just don't know. That's not the child's know. fault. That's not the kid's fault. Yep. That's mom and dad. And we might have just stepped on some toes. Hey, love you. You got to be consistent. And maybe you're is. like, you know what? I don't want to be. Well, cool. That's up to you. Yep, that's and totally if you want to roll you. that way, if, yep, I'm not going to If they want to sleep in your bed till they're 10 or For they want to get up all night, that's I was totally not fine. Down but with we it. were just so not down. And I and I think at the end of the day, I, I was able to sleep through the night pretty early on. And and it was because I had to work for it those first six to eight weeks. And then as kids, as our kids got older, preteens and teenagers, I remember when Judah, you know, he was in middle school and he was really he was sixth grade and he was given into peer pressure, started like being deceptive. It wasn't so much that he did bad things, but if he had tell- the personality to be a pleaser, he right. kind of went with he wanted to make people happy. And and, he, so, and that personality leans that way. And he's a super social person. Yep. So I remember going to him and being like we're seeing these things. And so we address the issues that, you know, as a sixth grader, like, hey, you can't do this way. You can't and lie to mom and dad. And you cannot up. be disrespectful. Those are, there's a few things in our, in our house that we just, deceit, lying, disrespect, like no way, man. Like did we just, we nailed that quick. We're like, you're not going to do it. It's, this is our house. You're a part of this family. We love you, but this is how we do. And it was kind of getting out of control in sixth grade. And so we pulled him out of public school. Well, it wasn't stopping. It wasn't like yeah. he did something once or twice. It was like we, we were seeing a pattern. And we pulled him out of public school. We both worked full time. It both was had not jobs. Convenient. You were running a cleaning company. We literally, I, I think I I'm cried over it one night. Yeah. I was just like, I can't do 
homework with them. I'm not yep. smart enough. I mean, and there's so many just, reasons why not to, but I was like, you know what? He's more important than me and my schedule. And we pulled him out of school. And we did online and we figured school. It out. We got creative. And, and the reason I, we, to this day, Jen, wouldn't you say, I think it saved him. He, he's such a man of integrity. He needed a year to figure out who he was. Yeah. And we needed a year with him a little bit more concentrated to help him figure that out. And, Yes, it was the best thing by the grace of God that we did that, and we put him in the next year, and it wasn't a problem. Mom and Dad, you got to say no when you should. Um, Serenity, I'll never forget, she was hanging out with the wrong crew, fourth grade, fifth grade, just hanging out with the wrong crew. Um, girls that I would say would be super entitled, exclusive. Rude to their parents. And it, was, it was rubbing off, yeah. and she was saying stuff and acting ways, and then she started like hiding, um, hiding like texts from us on a phone, and I just, we made the call. You can't be friends with those people. I, I'm not mad at those people. I don't know those people. But my daughter, right. you don't get to be a brat. And she cried, why, why, why? Oh, yeah. And it was one emotional day. Oh, my God. It was an emotional week, month. the end of the month. world for her. But, she, but we loved her in the midst of it. Like We would spend more time with her. I think, you, and we're going to get to the yes and the love. That's a huge part. Like you, If you're just the no police. I remember you saying, I, this is the hardest thing we're going to have to do, but you will thank me. In a year from now, um, and I and I think we get afraid, especially when it comes to teenagers and preteens, like to do those kind of things, say no because of the reaction you'll get. Like I have heard firsthand the way kids, teenagers, will talk to parents, um, and maybe I'm old school, or maybe I just have common sense. They'll be like, "Get out of my room, mom!" <laughs> like, oh my goodness! Yeah, right. First of all. If my sons ever said to me, get out of my room, dad, I'd be like, hold on. Let's just get something straight here. This isn't your room. This is my room. And that's my bed. And, my and that's my carpet. And the my clothes food. you're wearing. Oh, I own those clothes. The oh, shoes? the roof over oh, your, your head. Your Nikes. Yeah. Yep. I own all this. The toilet water that you flushed down the toilet. Guess what? I own it. You know, like, so your journal, that's my journal. It's my private. Oh, it's my private journal that I let you write in because yeah. you are 12. It's real. That I is mean, so what real. are we talking about? What, at what point do children, and I'm talking about children now, if you got a 17 year old, 18 year old, it might, then we're talking something different. But I'm, what, at what point does a 15 year old get to tell me, don't look at my phone? Don't look at your phone. It's my phone. Thank you. I'll give back to you in a year. And people are like, oh my goodness, you're so mean. I mean, if you if you're not being if you're not saying yes to kids, if you're not loving kids, I could see how that would be there. Right. But when you're doing those things, the necessary no is necessary. Oh my! Yes. And so our daughter, she had a moment, you know, when she was very young, she was 12. ten or twelve, yeah. And she wasn't twelve. It wasn't two years ago. It was further than that. She was probably eleven, ten going on eleven. Doesn't matter. But it wasn't two years ago. It was a little further back. But I'll never forget just being like, "We love you," and I was like, "I'm going to invest more time with her." I'm going to. But in the meantime. These people that she would have said, those are my closest friends. Not anymore, they're not. Yeah. Not anymore, they're not. Because, And here's what I told her, and you told her too. You are better than that. Not better than them. Better than that behavior. That attitude. That's not you. You're not entitled. You're not privileged. Yep. You are not a brat. You're kind of acting like one because you're around people that act that way. But you are not that person. And as your parent. It is my job to help you. It's my responsibility. Yes. You don't need another friend. Help. You need a mom and a dad who love Instruct. you, and I believe in your future. And Serenity actually began to believe it. Not that she was better, but oh, that yeah. she was better than that behavior. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, you're right. I'm not going to act that way. Can I say this? Caleb, our 18-year-old, just a few weeks ago, and this, this blessed my soul. He's like, he's like, he was telling us about some 
I don't think they're friends, but peers, people his age. He's watching them. And he's like, I can't believe like how they act. And he literally said this unprovoked, right? You were in the room. Mm-hmm. He's like, Dad, Mom, like, thank you for like not letting me act that way. Like he's like, thank you for not letting me do it. Like, thanks for saying no and like correcting me because I would be like them and nobody wants to be around those people. Right. And I mean, as a dad, I remember thinking like, that is probably the best thing my son could say to me as a as a as a parent. You the same as you, right? Like, um, there is a necessary no, and mom and dad, say no when you should. And it's for a long time. In different seasons of our, you know, especially in that elementary and middle school, there is such a necessary no that has to be a consistent no. And then we got to say yes when we can. Yes. And I think this is what helped us borderline being super, super strict. Um, We're not the type of parents that are going to be like, whatever you want. You make your own truth. You choose your own path. And if you sounds like I'm mocking you, I kind of am. I think that's laughable. How is a four-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 14-year-old? going to make right decisions. I'm sorry, mom and dad, but that's kind of our role right. is to help them, instruct them, lead them, not make every decision for them, and not, to not be coddle them, or demanding. but my goodness. Come alongside. So we've never leaned that way. We would have probably leaned towards like maybe the strict side. So what we learned real quick is like when we can say yes, we're going to say yes. Say yes. Like when I can bless my kids, like, hey, can I go hang out with my friends? Yes. Can I do this? Yes. Can I stay up a little later? Like we have a rule for serenity. She's 14 now. I think bedtime's around 10. She has school every morning pretty early. There's sometimes where... She's like, can I step and finish this movie? It'd be till midnight. For just no good reason, sometimes we'll just be like, yes, yes, right? You know, mm-hmm. because we can and we love them. And if you have to say no, it's easier to say no to kids when they can remember and reflect on the times when you said yes. If right. it's always a no, they're going to um, get angry and yep. resentful. That's, that's so true. But if they can remember like, hey, I don't always say no to you. There's yeses. I want what's good for you. And so I think when you can say yes, you might as well go ahead and just say yes. Um, my dad, when we were raising up six brothers and sisters, always told me, he's like, Billy, as long as I can trust you, I'm going to give you freedom. And he said this to all my brothers and sisters. Um, and so I kind of believe my dad. And so when I'd ask to go to parties, he'd be like, well, you have done nothing to break my trust. So yeah, I'm going to let you go. And as long as you, you act right and are trustworthy, I'll keep saying yes. My whole high school life. I don't think my dad ever had to say no to me because I was just honorable. I would check in when he told me to check in. I'd be home when he told me to be home. You know what I'm saying? Like I was just, he could trust me. So he said, yes, we've extended the same thing. I had brothers and sisters who today did not have that kind of relationship with my dad. And that's because they would have either lied, not all of them, but some of them, you know, in seasons of their life would have lied. They would have been deceitful. They would have broke the rules. And so he would kind of pull back trust. And I think we've lived by that creed. Like, hey, I'm going to just believe the best in you. Now, if, right. you, if you betray my trust, it doesn't mean like... Into the world. Right. But there's going to be some pulling back. There will be repercussions. In and fact, there might be there, some more no's for a season. If there aren't repercussions, what's the point? But then the yeses will come again. If I never confront, reprimand, instruct, correct my children, then there's no boundaries. And right. that's chaos. Right. And they're going to feel unloved. So I think, but when you can say yes, like pajama rides. Remember we used to... Um, that was one of the ways, creative ways. Well, yeah, they yeah. always wanted to get out of bed. So we, we were like, you know what, let's do some fun traditions. So we, if they went to bed, they went to bed well, we would say every six weeks, we would sneak into their room around 8 o'clock, wake them up, and we would yell, pajama ride! And we would throw them in the car and take them for ice cream. And they would lose their minds with this excitement. And oh, it, was yeah. like, it was like a thing. They would go to giggling <laughs> every night going to bed, like, let's go to sleep so well so that maybe it's a pajama ride tonight. And, and, and it was like the highlight of their life. Serenity, we, we were on vacation last year was like she's 14 she's like can we do she's a, a young lady and she's like 
can we do a pajama ride? And she kind of like joking, out. but she's like, it kind of be fun. Like, I'll go to bed and then like surprise me. Wake me up. Molly Moons, <laughs> you know, uh, Baskin Robbins. I'm uh, down. I get it. Like you're super healthy and we have, we, we actually, our house is very paleo, keto, whatever it is. Like there's very few carbs around here in the last few years, but every now and then you will even, and I love this about you, babe. You'll be like, Hey, and we'll get some like cake or whatever or pizza, and you're like, eat it up, and, you know. And like we're all like, yes, you know. It's <laughs> when there's uh, that that when it's not always yes. When there's boundaries, when the yes comes, it's so like rewarding and feels so good. Totally. And I think you gotta have both. And I parents. think the nose as you build and as a child grows, the nose are a lot more in those those early years, and and those nose those set you up for a lot of yeses through the middle school and high school years. I we've actually said yes more in the middle school years than I thought, and now looking in hindsight it's because we were consistently you know loving and, and bringing correction and guidance that it set us up for more yeses during maybe some of uh, potentially the more difficult years and so i think for parents like just committing to that process and it takes work and time i remember when both the boys at 17 they're both kind of out of high school um they kind of early started so then they started college years you know and did it with judah and did it with caleb but like they'd be like dad i'm gonna go out and hang out with friends and I was like, yeah, totally go. And there was a couple times they came home like one or two o'clock in the morning. And my initial reaction was to be like, you can't do that anymore. No, you can't stay out that late. But then it dawned on me like, these are young men. Like if I start saying no now, like they could just leave. It could really damage a relationship because it's a different season yeah. with, my, with my grown sons. So I remember sitting down with each one of them. It happened, you know, they were 17 and it happened to both of them. And just separately sat down with them and said, hey, can I just say this? Like, I trust you. You're a young man. I understand. Like You're having fun. You have great friends. As a common courtesy, would you please give me a text when you're going to be out past 1130? Common courtesy. I'm not telling you you can't. I understand. You've never given me any reason not to trust you. I love you. Uh, You live in my house. I care, I care about you. I'm concerned about you. I want to be able to go to sleep at night knowing that you're good. And they have both. And so and it was like, consider. it was like, one of the ways of saying us. yes, but I think you also still have boundaries. Yeah. And they, they so responded to that. And I love them. And so it's, but they're like, yeah, dad. And to this day, Judah last night, our 19 year old son last night, said, you know, dad, I'm be out. I'll be back around. I'll be home around 1am. You know, I'm doing this. I'm at the, I'm doing, working on this thing. And I'm like, love you. And it's just, so I think there's those yeses. You can have boundaries. And I also want to say this, and then let's, let's finish up. Um, when you do say no, going back to the no thing, cause I, I think we missed this and this has been a huge thing. We never tell, we would never reprimand, correct, say no mm. in public. I just think that so belittles a kid to punish them in public yell at them in public, embarrass yeah. them. Like that would never be thing. It'd always be something we would do in private. Mm-hmm. Just pull them aside. I wouldn't do it in front of their, their brothers and sisters. And we have at times, and I felt bad. I think maybe twice as a father, I maybe corrected them corrected in public. Them. Yeah. And so I apologized in public. Because I felt like if, I, if I'm on... If that I'm needed a, to happen privately. If I'm going to do it public, and then I should humble myself publicly. And I think it meant a lot to them. You totally. know, and I apologize them too. But I think when you're going to do the no's, like don't embarrass them. Like if they're with their friends and you're like, no. You can't stay up. Like, or if they make a mistake, yeah. you know, and, and, and so pull them aside, point. find the moment to maybe yeah. address it maybe a few minutes later or even sometimes a couple hours later to not embarrass them. And then let's hit the last one. Um, say no when you should. Say yes when you can. And then say I love you as often as possible. And this is really just talking about celebrating your children, um, highlighting the good. I mean, there's times where, they do, where they'll make mistakes and they need instruction, but that's, that comes on a personal level. But celebrating them, yes. making a big, big deal, deal out of like things they do well, whether it's a performance or whether it's a character thing. If like, when my son used to say thank you, I'd like, thank you for saying thank you. Like, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Yeah. And he'd be like, thank you for thanking me for saying thank you. You know, like, <laughs> you go on but and on. I, I, yeah, but yes. you know, um, and we actually do, 
and I'm not saying you have to do this, but we do say I love you a lot to mm-hmm. our kids. Some people are like, do you even mean it? I mean it every, every time. single time. I love you, man. I love you. I'm proud of you. I love you. Have a great day. I love you. And if you say, well, it comes like white noise. Well, I hope that is. If it is white noise, I hope the white noise that buzzes in their ears till eternity is mom and dad saying, I love you. I remember when uh, Judah was in middle school and I would say, I love you in front of his friends. I could tell he got embarrassed. So what I did, I said, hey, I'm going to squeeze your arms three three times when I'm in public and you're in front of your friends. And you need to know every time I squeeze your your arm, (laughs) squeeze, is is, I love you. It means I love you. And I I found ways to just say it so it wouldn't even embarrass I'm remembering them. like dads that would like make their sons like kiss them on the cheek in public. It's I'm like, like that's weird, so man. Like, why? I'm not saying embarrass your kids. That's not the goal. Yeah, the goal is for your kids to actually believe and come to the realization and it such that we love them. Security in yeah. them as a child. So don't say I love you on your terms. Like I love you. I believe in you and mm-hmm. celebrating them. And I just think there's no way around that. There's no and like and some families and people are prone to being more physical. Um, you love to hug and you'll you'll kiss our sons on the cheek and I have. I don't kiss my sons necessarily. <laughs> I have kissed them on the head for sure, you know, but I'll hug them, put my arm Especially around them. when they're older. Yeah, yeah. I'll give them a good squeeze. Like, I love you, man. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of who you are. Good job. My daughter, I will kiss, you know. Do I kiss her on the lips? She's 14, I think is embarrassed. But I'll kiss her on the cheek, kiss her on the forehead. I hug her all the time. Um, I just tell her I love her. And so whatever, however you need to do that, you know, put that into your world, your culture, your, you know, yes. what's to your comfort zone. But like, whatever you got to do. Just do it consistently. Kids need to know that mom and dad yes. love them. And it needs to be like, it's never a question. Like if you were to ask any of our children, like, do your parents love you? They'd kind of like, of, of course. Even when they had the, they're in their worst moments, yeah. if you were to pin them down, they would know that we absolutely love and them. correcting and reprimanding is not the, it doesn't mean we don't love them. And it, I, every time we've ever had to correct our children or reprimand them or administer any type of discipline, you know, whatever that may be, is grounding them or taking away a privilege. Anytime we've ever had to do it. Um, we would always reiterate, always. I can literally say that, always reiterate. Yep. Listen, I'm not mad at you. I love you, but we don't do this. This is not okay. You're better than this. Yep. And this is why this is happening. And now, and we don't let them sulk either. Like you don't get to go off and have a sulk party. You don't have to go in your room. I'm doing air quotes. Your room and shut the door. Or in that's your my door of the living room. and my room. Yep. And I'll kick it down. No, you come out. Be with the family. You're part of us. Everyone makes mistakes. You got reprimanded. You got corrected. There was a repercussion for what you did. But I love you. Yeah, I love you, and that never changes. Just so nothing more important. I suppose we could talk for, for hours, weeks, and weeks on this, and maybe we'll do more. And um, if you're not a parent, I hope this helps you for when one day you are a parent, or just dealing with students and young children. And um, we're still a work in progress. Absolutely, um, I love our kids. I'm thankful to God every day that we've been able to raise them to this point. And I'm fingers crossed for the future <laughs> and doing our best. If this helps, um, you know, then it was worth it for us. So great. You know, here's, so. here's to the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Thank you so much for cheers, babe, for listening. Thank you for taking moments out of your day. And we hope every Wednesday as you're listening, that this is going to bring a smile to you and be helpful. It's our passion, in our heart to help you. And, uh, yeah, it's been a great, yeah. great little chat. Go get them mom and dad. Go get them. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. See ya.